Coast to Coast NBA podcast. Samuel Leach. Yoshinaga. Dylan Woods. Okay, back after a little bit of a hiatus for our coast to coast. Just me and Sam this week. Uh, it's been it's been a little bit. I think I think the last one we did was me and you talking about our fantasy basketball matchup, which was it's now there's now been two matchups since then, so it's been a while. And then before that, I think we might have been only done like maybe two or three so far this season. So definitely ripe for an, a new episode going over just some things in the league. And we figured that a good way to frame it would just be to give our all-star picks because the game's coming up. There's also been some news around that with players not even wanting to go to play. But I also just go over like MVP predictions, go over just awards predictions just as a way to facilitate our ideas and thoughts on what's going on in the league of course it's not like we're watching every game we got stuff going on but but uh yeah we, we, we still have things to say i'm sure yeah one or two all right so do you want to start um mvp or all-stars or coach of the year do you want to get into that first um Let's do the smaller awards first, and then we'll go to MVP. Build up. Yeah, because it has been a while. We have to build up our our exactly for the for the bigger. We don't want to just start with them right away and then have some slipshod performance. And just to make sure that people know that we actually watch these games, we watch every Celtics game. I've watched a good amount of Knicks games and most primetime games slash games that are close when I'm about to fall asleep. So have you been, have you, I'm assuming you've been watching the Celtics West Coast games that have been on mm-hmm. last week. I, I've only been watching, if any of the game, honestly, because I go to, sometimes I go to bed at like 10 o'clock. So it just no, I happens. never do that. So, But I have, I have watched most of the, the first half of the Celtics games. And I, I try to piece together what happened the next day, but it has been tough with the Celtics. But finally they had, they, they were back on the East Coast last night. So I did get to watch them stomp the Raptors, but yeah. It has been tough. I, I try to watch as many big games, like the obvious big games as I can, but it doesn't always happen, things going on. So yeah, just a little asterisk because it's not like we're going to be locked in on like the, like the every, every guy's PER and stuff, but good enough to, to talk about it. So yeah. Um, how, about, how, about, how, about we, how about we warm up with a sixth man of the year conversation? Hmm. Well, I honestly, I don't think there should be much of a conversation. I think Jordan Clarkson deserves it easily. Oh, okay. I don't think there's any real debate. So it's more of a sixth man of the year, just like statement. Yeah, I mean, he's he's pretty much been the consensus, just like best six man in the league. The Jazz have the best record in the league, top five in offense and defense. They're one of the most impressive teams um, in the whole league so far. They played really well against the Celtics and the Jordan Clarkson has just been a bucket off the bench. <laughs> He's been contributing to all of that. So, yeah, I was trying to think of like, just who are the good sixth men in the league. And he was really the only guy that I could think of. Like obviously Lou Williams is still doing it for the Clippers and Peyton Pritchard is on his way for the Celtics. But I mean, other than Jordan Clarkson, who is even a candidate because at the beginning of the year, I remember we all had Karis Levert for the Nets. Obviously that's changed the whole bunch with him not only getting traded, but getting like a tumor on his kidney or whatever it ended up being. So that, that, that prediction 
uh, went down the drain pretty fast. But other than Clarkson, like who is who? Like Schroeder was the guy who won it last year, and he starts now, so can't be him. I would say Chris Boucher is the only other one that has any semblance of an argument. He has been very impressive for the uh, for the Raptors this season, and when he's on the court, um, they play better when he's off the court just because their center and rim protecting um, outlook isn't very good with Aaron Baines, and his length and just athleticism and everything has really made them better. But he did but get the dom- only other one I can he really got think of. Dominated last night by Tristan Thompson and Daniel Tice on the, on the offensive glass. I will say that he is he is a very frail body. Chris Boucher. He needs to build it out a bit for sure. Yeah. Yes, but I, I am kind of surprised they haven't tried to put him in the starting lineup because it isn't like they have these awesome like it's just Aaron Baines and then they had Alex Len the beginning of the year and he's gone now. So I wonder. It is kind of strange that he's coming off the bench because like. I mean, Aaron Baines is uh, is like a better defender, and he's like a bigger guy. He's more veteran leadership or whatever. But I don't know. I think I think Boucher is clearly he he gives them twenty times more offense than Baines does, and and he well, can, I, and he's and he's top five in blocks in the league. I would agree. I think just in general, they're trying to take it a bit slower. I think he's trying to be smart about it and realize that you only have so many promising young players, and you need to make sure they um, join the roster in at the speed that works best for them. Because sometimes rushing it can really hurt someone. Yeah, I think maybe like why I mean Boucher is older than Wiseman, but like you look at the Warriors it's as soon a as similar Wiseman situation. to the bench, and he kind of explained he got hurt. So, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I was sad to see the Raptors kind of doing better now because I was really banking on my Nick Nurse theory of him just having that one hit wonder. It was all Kawhi, it was all Nate Bjorkgren, but now the Raptors are playing better, and uh, that's unfortunate. But yeah. We can move on to the next award, I think. I yeah. think six man of the year. I, I had I had backups for all of these awards. I didn't even have a backup for six man. Jordan okay. Clarkson was the only one I wrote. Okay. So uh how about how about speaking of the jazz, kind of teasing my pick here? I think coach of the year so far has to be Quinn Snyder, just because it has to be Quinn Snyder. Not only do the Jazz have the best record in the league, which is which I mean, any like if you're the best record in the league, that, that that's a, a a huge accomplishment, but no one expected. I think I had the Jazz out of the playoffs before the season started for my prediction. So uh, I definitely wasn't expecting it. And then just to be to have Utah, who didn't really do much in the offseason, keeping the same guys to have them playing so well. Who knows if it's going to get worse or how how much because I, I doubt it's going to stay. They're on probably like some like 65 win pace or whatever. I doubt it'll say that much, but just uh have these guys playing really well is is a testament to what he's been doing for sure well i mean they um i think a lot of it has to do with the continued improvement of donovan mitchell the the fact that mike conley has now had some more time to actually integrate with the offense and he's become really valuable jordan clarkson as well it's just the team has really rounded out and they weren't they weren't healthy in the in the bubble that, that's the thing is they took that team to seven games and they were not healthy it was mostly donovan mitchell but they've had a real really good season and i think i think it's legit i don't know if they have a chance of really beating the lakers in the seven game series but i think they have a good chance of making it to that western conference finals and putting up a fight and i think quinn snyder has is running away with the award right now because the only other one i can think of is doc rivers for the sixers because but i think you have to give it to quinn right now yeah, I mean, the Lakers are doing the same thing they did last year, so it's not like you can really... And Frank Vogel just won it last year, so he, he can take a year off. And then a lot of teams from the East are kind of uh, either playing how, how we thought they would or are playing below the standards, at least record-wise, how, so far. So 
I, th I think, I mean, yeah, Doc Rivers has got to be the second choice. But then even after that, I don't know. Because, uh, like, like, sometimes this award goes to teams that are, that are in the playoffs that are kind of unexpected. But I think if you look at the standings, there's no team that's in the playoff picture right now. They're, they're really like, wow, I can't believe they're in the top eight. Like, I guess Tom oh, Thibodeau. I mean, the Spurs. Yeah. But, I mean, are you really Spurs that surprised? Yeah, I am. I, I didn't think it would be this good. I think Monty Williams also has to get a nod for um, the Suns being that high. I think yeah, they've true. been really good. He, he, Even he, then, he, Terry Stotts, you, you could give him some credit with the injuries that they've had. Yeah, that's true. I was but thinking I, like, I think Quinn Snyder definitely gets it. Like, if the Knicks make the playoffs, I think Tom Thibodeau has a real argument, but uh, they're kind of starting to slip, so who knows there. And then I was thinking even maybe like Luke Walton with the Kings, if the Kings break their drought. But uh, I, I think I as, as long as Utah keeps this up, it's going to be Quinn Snyder's award. I also just wanted to say that I think that this play-in tournament thing has made the league so much more fun this year because now it makes tanking so much less unappealing because if you're like the 12th best team in the league, you, you have a shot to make that 10th spot for almost the entire season. So you're constantly fighting because then you can actually get in the playoffs. It's actually a really cool opportunity to be as it, it doesn't solve tanking in any way, but it also dis, it also motivates teams to try for longer, which I think really makes the, a lot of these matchups a lot more fun. Like the Kings could have given up and be like, okay, well, we're not going to make the playoffs. So there's no point, but they're the ninth seed. Like they, they, if you're a 500 team, you have a chance of making the playoffs and really making a push. And I think that's, I think I'm hoping that this is something that sticks. So I've already forgotten what, what the format is about the play-in tournament. I, I even forgot it was a thing anymore because I thought it was just that like one-time gimmick in the bubble. But mm -hmm. is it, so it's, it's I think 10. if you have, if you're, if you are the 10th seed or the ninth seed, you have a chance of making it. I think I nine believe. plays eight and then whoever wins that plays seven for the seven and eight spot is that what it is i think 10 has something to do with it i, I forget the exact uh, format you, you can keep oh, talking is it, and I'll look is it, it is it 10 plays nine and then whoever wins that game plays the eight seed for the eight seed i can't remember because i i know it, it's definitely not what happened last year which was the nine played the eight and then and that was it it was just a one game thing Portland beat Memphis, and it was that simple. The teams with the ninth and 10th best records will play a game with the winner of that contest, then meeting the loser of the 7-8 uh, oh, seed game it. for the right to become the number eight seed in the playoffs. Yeah, I remember. So so like, like the seven seed, if they lose two games, could get could get balanced, which would be crazy. Mm -hmm. it, means, it means there's a lot more games that really matter, which I think is really cool. Yeah, and, and it I definitely... I just wanted to commend the league for that. It, it balances out how boring the first round usually is to have that exciting thing before it. It kind of like builds, builds up your, your excitement yeah. for the playoffs. But then, but then it's like, oh, then we're getting Bucks versus Magic for the fourth time in a row. And, but you remember how fun that Grizzlies Blazers game was? Like, if we have that again every year, I would love that. Yeah, that'd be nice. And then if like looking at the standings this year, it would be what Kings versus, uh, who, who's in that? Who's in the ten spot? Um, Grizzlies. Yeah, Kings, Grizzlies, and whoever. Fox versus Morant. That's and then awesome. it's Warriors versus uh, Portland Nuggets. or something. Oh, Nuggets! But I mean, yeah, I, I think that that'd be great. And then in the East, it, exactly. Like, 
It'd be like the, uh, the East. It would be um, Miami versus the Knicks and the Hornets versus the Hawks, which both matchups are still pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like like no matter what it is, just just like the do or die March Madness kind of thing is going to be. It's awesome, and the NBA needs more of that. All right, most improved player of the year. Who do you have? I have a vacant spot because I did not I did not do this one. I was going to agree with you, but then you didn't. Sickle first, so I can't agree with something I, I don't know. I forgot about that. I, I apologize. I put down Christian Wood with Jeremy Grant as a close second. I okay. think they both would win it on pretty much any season. They just are both unlucky that it's happening at the same time as the other. Yeah, and Christian Wood's been hurt, so that, mm-hmm. that hasn't been great for him. Jeremy Grant, obviously, like he's the number one option now on a team that stinks, so he's going to get his, as many opportunities as he can. I, I mean, just thinking like Celtics, Jalen Brown's got to be their most improved guy. But I don't know. If yeah, that's like the but whole the league. yeah, but if we're it's not if we're talking about the whole league, then I think there are four candidates. I think Wood and Grant are in the first tier. One of them has to win it, and then getting votes: Zach Levine and Jalen Brown. Do you think Zach Levine? Like, yes. I haven't watched a lot of the Bulls, so no, he he's had career highs across the board. He's shooting 50, 40, 90, averaging like twenty nine points a game. Jeez. Yeah, I he's forty three percent from three. from two, uh, 86% from the line, and it's 28 points a game. Wow. And and then on five assists, five rebounds, one steal. The guy I had before the season was DeAndre Ayton, and he's been better, but I don't think he's been like monumentally better than. Yeah, he's still been kind of disappointing. I had, who did I have? I had a SGA who I think has had a really good season, but he hasn't struck, he hasn't stuck out as a most improved candidate for me. Yeah, but, but he I mean, is looking he, really good. Even keeping the Thunder to like barely below 500 has been crazy. Like OKC being that good. Like I, I would have pictured OKC being where Minnesota is right now. And have, I mean, obviously Minnesota has the whole towns thing, but I would have pictured those two teams flipping spots for sure. Yeah, I mean, um, SGA is now a 39% three-point shooter. He's doubled his assists. Everything else is around the same, but I he definitely deserves the nod for stepping up this season speaking quickly on the thunder i just wanted to comment lou dort it looks amazing i haven't watched many thunder games but i watched them play the lakers and he just kept scoring he, he's way too fluid around the basket and his defense was absolutely absurd he shut down lebron at the end so they had to go to ot lebron could not do anything lebron is wow. the best player in the league and lou dort shut him down it was I, I haven't seen it was that and Ben Simmons shutting down Damian Lillard last night in crunch time it was two of the best like on ball defensive possessions I've ever seen. It was just I just wanted to give I just wanted to give Lou Dort his uh, his props for looking great. Point taken. I, I did not watch either of those two games because both of them probably happened past midnight or at least the parts you're talking about. So I was I was very much uh, drooling on my pillow. Both of those things. But. Yeah, credit to credit to those guys for some good defense. Yeah. All right. Moving on. If uh, uh, defensive player of the year. So I was gonna give it to Rudy Gobert, but then I didn't want to give three awards to the Jazz. I, I think that'd be way too many awards. So I just picked Miles Turner because he leads the league in blocks. See, that's fair. I was looking at it and I was like, wow, the Jazz are really getting a lot of awards for this. But I mean, they deserve it. But I, I gave it to Rudy Gobert. He's he's just been too good. You gave three awards to Utah? 
I had to. They deserve all of them. And I didn't have Miles Turner at my number two. I had Ben Simmons at my number two. I think he's the most versatile defensive player of the league. And I think that outside of Rudy Gobert, he's been the most impactful for a winning team. But Miles Turner, it's it's so tough. Imagine if the Celtics team had Miles Turner. Yeah, like that'd be nice. But I, I will say I do really like Tristan Thompson, how much he battles on the offensive offensive glass. He That's battles. Really He's just so limited. Well, yeah, he had game. that stretch where like he was out of the rotation for a couple of games, which was mm-hmm. wild. But now, now I think I, him, him and Kevin have been playing better together. And I think like he, he's, he's always going to keep fighting. So at least there's that. So we'll, we'll see how it comes together. But yeah, obviously looking at Miles Turner, like rejecting every single shot that comes into the paint, that'd be nice. It's absurd. Yeah, I, 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 I just wish we had gotten this player because if if the Celtics had this player, I know it would have made contracts and stuff super difficult, like the year after. But wow, dude, he's he's leading the league in blocks, three and a half a game. There was a stretch where he was averaging eight blocks a game for the first like two weeks. Yeah, he was, was averaging like five blocks a game, like pretty pretty deep into the season. Thirty three percent from three—that's pretty damn good. Well, Tice but, is like fifty percent, so. Yeah, well, Tice is leading the shooting NBA. five a game. Tice is leading the NBA in three-point shooting for in the last month. Is that true? Yes. He's shooting like 60% from three right now. He's shooting 45% from three. Oh, no, like in the last month, he's shooting 60%. That's that's absurd. Yeah. And I like love he, Daniel Tice. And, and he's, he's been good on defense, too. So I will say... I think Tyson Thompson probably give you more sound like positional defense, but if you want the if you want people like scared to drive into the paint, Miles he's shooting sixty one percent from three on two attempts a game. Yeah, so That's I mean, crazy. obviously you'd rather have him, him take like seventy attempts per game at that rate, but it, it probably wouldn't stay the same percentage if he just launched every single three. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, if he was just like hucking up like thirty, like, if he was like hucking up Curry shots, probably wouldn't fall down at the same clip we'll we'll get to curry we'll get to curry all right last last award rookie of the year this also i don't even think is a debate anymore yeah though it should be it's the way he's playing right now it's got to be Lamelo ball has made Lamelo la france ball the hornets before the season i remember we were talking like the hornets are such a weird team how it all came together but now the hornets are one of the one of the most fun teams to watch in the whole league they're so fun they're so fun. And you, I, you can just tell based off how excited their play-by-play announcer is to, oh, to yeah. announce these games. Yeah, he's like having he, so much fun. He has – I mean, I, I mean, I haven't watched a lot of Hornets games, but I can tell that he's one of the guys that, like – that, like, no, like, like uh, even if the team was, like, was like basement level, he'd still get this excited. But now when the team is, like, contending for a playoff spot, it's, it's going to crank him into that next level of just absolute passion for the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. Lamelo. And Miles Bridges are like, if you're looking at overall like winning ability right now based on how fun they are, it's absurd how much fun they are compared to like other duos. Like if you were to tell me, would you want to watch 10 games of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard or 10 games of LaMelo Ball and Miles Bridges? Miles Bridges, are you going to put as, as, as a second guy in that? No, I'm not saying he's a second guy. I'm saying them as oh. a duo working together is incredibly fun to watch. I'd like if watch I was Kawhi to pick duos to watch... Oh, they're so fun. I don't know. Well, I mean, the, Malik Monk for the Hornets too has been has been like Monk. finally finally playing minutes and, and making a lot of shots. And then I think Terry Rozier. 
Terry Rozier, is, I think that he's finally figured out like he's a shooting guard. He's not a point guard. Mm-hmm. And like he, he's been shooting insane. Hayward is kind of like the veteran, like calm everything down. When it gets in the last couple of minutes, he'll, he'll get you a bucket. So, yeah, the Hornets are, are probably going to make the playoffs, I think, just looking at it right I hope now. they do because they'd be so fun to watch in the playoffs. And then how about a Celtics-Hornets matchup in the first round? That'd be nice. That would be fun. Yeah, and, and fans are hopefully coming back soon also. So, I think we have to give Tyrese Halliburton some credit, though. Yes. That man is playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers when he's on the court. It's insane. I think they were playing the, the Sixers or something. He, and he just made play after play where I was like, how the hell is he seeing that pass? And then he just runs in a in a direction, sees where the pass is going to go and gets it before anyone else realizes what's going on. He just has this elite understanding of the game that I just, it's so hard to see from rookies. And, and I think it's so awesome to watch. And he, he's like only 20 years old and he has like, he already looks like Jason Tatum now. Like just his body type is, is very, very large and like he's built. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He not, looks like a... Skinny. He looks like a grown-up. He looks like he belongs on an NBA court. It makes me wonder how much he can actually improve, um, just like in what areas of his game is, can he improve, um, or if this is sort of like what he is, just a super valuable guard. But either way, he's very fun to watch, and he is going to be a really good player going forward. I don't think he deserves to win the award, but I think he deserves to get some votes. Yeah, and then Wiseman was making a push till he kind of got hurt, so he's kind of falling out. And then uh, I'm, not giving, I'm not giving up on, on Peyton Pritchard. Just to just want to mention his name again. He came back, came back after an injury. He's been lights out. He had 21 points off the bench yesterday. So Peyton Pritchard, go. Keep just keep doing what you're doing. He's you definitely making he's definitely making an all rookie team. I'll say that for sure. That is that is very true. That is very true. Thankfully. And all uh, right. That'll do it for the, the, big for the one. mini awards, but now now let's go into our MVP voting. So, I think this year, definitely. I mean, I don't know. I can't really remember that that far back, but definitely a fun MVP race. I don't know about one of the most fun ever. Like, I I can barely remember who even won the MVP last year, even though I, I know it was Giannis. But there are there are a lot <laughs> of candidates. Like I, I was when I was making the top five. Like all five guys theoretically have, uh, I, I don't know about yeah. a case, but like with still this many games to play, they're all going to have, have a chance to, to vault into the top spot. I mean, I would, I would completely agree with them having a case. I, I think it's, you don't often see um, a race where you have five or six players who all on a normal season would have a legitimate argument for winning the award. And right. I think that's super cool. So who do you have at five? Who I have at five? I have Kawhi Leonard. I have Giannis. Giannis did not crack my top five. Yeah, so I think I think the top four, I would I would bet that we have the same guys there. And then five is kind of like, well, this guy's just won the last two MVPs. The Bucks have been playing pretty well. He had like 47 the other night. I'm just gonna throw him throw him in there just to be nice. Like I think he still belongs in the conversation just for being the reigning two-time MVP and uh still belonging in the top five power rankings so far this See, season. 
I I think he has an argument, but I think he's sixth. I just think he's he's become less and less efficient over time. Like around the rim, he's still the best, if uh, one of the best, if not the best. But his free throw shooting has been consistently going down. His three point percentage is, is down. I'm his uh, points per game is down. Um, assists just rebounds. I don't know. He is around the same player he was last year. I think he has a slightly better starting lineup around him. But his team has not been the powerhouse like it was last year, where um, it was obvious that he was the central cog of this team and they were the best team in the league. So he he should win both. I, I don't think he's been the most impactful defensive player. I just he he hasn't taken the next step after last season. And that's OK. Sometimes it was still an elite place to be. But. I don't know if this player can take that team to the finals and I will that doesn't really factor into this argument, but I, I just don't think he's put himself above any of the five players I'm going to say. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you probably have him like sixth and I have him fifth, so it isn't like a huge mm-hmm. disparity. Probably the mm-hmm. top the top will be more of a discussion, but yeah, I didn't even I didn't even think of Kawhi putting him on there because I just, I just had the top four and then I was like, Giannis wanted to back to back, put him five, done. Now moving on to coach of the year. Yeah, I mean the Clippers have a better record than the than the Bucks. Uh, I think they've been a better team overall, and Kawhi has been one of the best players in the league. He's he's shooting 50, 40, almost 90, 26 points a game, um, two steals, a block, five assists, six rebounds. He, he's been he's been really really good this year. All right, so let's go on to four. I have Embiid fourth. You have Embiid fourth? Yeah. That's okay. That's crazy to me. I'm oh, you have Embiid fourth. I have Curry fourth. Okay. I mean with Embiid, I do recognize that he's having like he's putting up like what is the averaging? Probably like 28 and 12 or something like that. And he is dominating. Um, he's he's averaging 29 and 11. Yeah, so I was one off in each category, pretty close. But uh, I just can't stand the foul stuff. Like, it's just so annoying watching. Like, he's basically James Harden as a center. Wait, which, I mean, I don't know if Daryl Morey has anything to do with that, but, like, just watching him against the Celtics, which was the – I mean, I still watch some 76ers, but, like, it's just so boring watching a guy who's already that big anyway, already that dominant. Like, you really need to, like, like sell out and flail – to use the Marcus Smart term for fouls every single time that you have the ball in the post. Like, it's just so annoying to watch. Like, just, yeah, you're putting up good numbers. I'll put you fourth. I'm not going to put you any higher than that, stupid MBs. That's – I'm sorry, but your, your, your Celtics bias is coming in there, bro. Like, he, he's averaged almost this amount of free throws every single season of his career. He's always been this player. It's just he's he's been more efficient. He's improved in almost every other – statistic he's he's been an insane defensive player he's been the the central part of that Sixers team who has the best record in the east I have him second like he has a legitimate argument to win this award and I don't think there's anything like controversial about that yeah sure but I just don't feel good about putting him up high because I don't like him so too bad Joel on my ballot I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna put my own bias in there I can't separate it too bad play the game the right way that, uh, I I just 
he he has an award he has a argument over the next two guys that we're gonna say but i assume curry is i assume Jokic is third for you third i have lebron dylan, dylan, dylan. Now, what i know saying? that i just haven't I mean, I know who LeBron is as a player because, like, I, he's been in the league forever. But I just – I haven't watched that many Lakers. I don't like the Lakers. I don't like LeBron. Like, I think maybe people think he's going to win it, but I'm not going to vote for him. Dylan, he's the best player in the league right now. He's He should easily be their first or second. I'm sorry. But Curry, Curry and Jokic do not have an argument over him. They just don't. They've well, been they've been elite players this season. And there's no argument against that, but they're okay, still the seventh so and eighth seed. LeBron. Well, also I think that 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 both the Warriors and the Nuggets are going to climb in the standings before the season is over, which I don't know if, if I mean, I guess most of this is just basing on off the season so far. But I do think mm-hmm. that like Denver is gonna be a top four seed. I think the Warriors are going to get to like five or six range, if not even like like three or four. Also, I don't know, man. I have I have LeBron winning it. I have Embiid at second, and then I have Jokic, and then Curry, and then Kawhi. So I have I Jokic. I have Jokic number one. Interesting. I I think Jokic and Curry both are have around the same argument. I think they're both just really elite players, but I don't think I just their teams aren't winning enough. I'm sorry. I, I, I can't, I can't pull a Russell Westbrook thing when there's, when there's someone who's on the best or the, or the team with the best or the second best record in their conference, who has been elite played just as good, if not better than those players. I, I just, LeBron or Embiid is going to end up winning this award. I feel KD might make an argument again. He's just missed a bit too much time. Yeah. It's just like, Jokic is is by Jokic and Curry are, are I would say by far the two most entertaining guys to watch in the league, mm-hmm. and just the numbers that they're putting up. Like Curry's three point shooting has been absolutely ballistic, insane. It's Jokic absurd. Jokic just just does everything perfectly. Like there's Jokic has no holes in his game whatsoever. Did you see that underhanded three point shot that Curry made after the buzzer went off last night? No, I did not see it. When the game ended, he just underhanded it at the rim and it just swished in because he was so yeah. hot. I think he it's has magnets. He's he's an animal. He's almost replicating his um his 2016 numbers. But again, they're just not winning enough games. Yeah, and I, I but I, I do think that Denver and Golden State both got off the slow starts. Both were Denver was like bottom half of the West start the season and Golden State had that that terrible start with Uber brick and every three and uh, the young guys not playing well but I do think that like obviously at the end of the season if, if both of those teams are still seven and eight I'll probably I would if I was being objective I'd probably switch to a LeBron or an Embiid but at least for now like if we're for only what like 25 games into the season which is not even halfway through I'm gonna I'm gonna be optimistic and hope that Denver and Golden State get a little bit better and that their yeah. cases go up, but yeah, I'm just I, I I don't want to vote for guys that I don't like. So too bad. I'll put I'll put you in the top five, but after that, you can you gonna you have to get traded to the Celtics if you want to get get my vote. I mean, fair. I I think if you're going based off where we're at in the season right now, it has to be either Braun or Embiid. But we can agree to disagree. Jokic and Curry are two of my favorite non-Celtics to uh, to watch. 
and I think they uh, they are going to have just historical seasons. And I think Kevin Durant, once he comes back, is going to continue his historical season. Kawhi's been amazing. Giannis has been amazing. It's just we've had a lot of really good series or seasons so far with these players. And then speaking of that, just going to the all-star teams, I tried to write down everybody that was a candidate to make it. There are a lot of good players in the NBA, and there are going to be some incredible players who are not all-stars. And also there are going to be some incredible teams, at least in the West, who missed the playoffs this year. Just, or maybe not incredible, but like playoff caliber teams that are not going to be, have a chance to to play in the, well, like July or whatever, whenever the playoffs start. Mm-hmm. So... But yeah, I and I think I think the East might have more have have better players overall than the West. You know what? It's really surprising. But as I was making the uh, the teams, I kind of agree with you. Because it's if you, pretty if you, close. If you just look at the bad teams in the East, like Beal is on a bad team. Um, I mean, the Bulls aren't, I guess, bad. But like Zach Levine is really good on a bad team. Julius Randle has been. Awesome, like the Heat have been struggling, but Bam Adebayo has been has been good. So, but then if you look at like Minnesota, obviously has no All Stars. OKC, I guess SGA could be borderline, but then uh, I don't know. Just the East, the East has some. Like if you just like the if you just take the East versus the West in the All Star game, like 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 the level of talent is is pretty similar. Yeah, it's, it's really awesome how strong both leagues are and how even the players who didn't make the team are really good. Yeah, like there are a couple, like I know you're going to disagree with a couple just based off how you've talked about a few of them so far with the Eastern Conference. But like some of the guys that I had to leave off, I did not feel great about leaving them off. But like I had to pick, I had to, I had to knock some of them out of the way because only 12 guys can make the team. It's true, that's true. Um, so speaking of which, you want to get to the, uh, the all-star teams? Sure. So I guess East, I'll, I'll, I guess I can just start with like the guaranteed that like we, both of us have to have the same guys here. So Embiid, duh, we both have Giannis, mm-hmm. uh, Jason Tatum. Uh, Tatum is not starting for me. No, I'm, I'm just talking about the whole team. Like we got, Oh, oh the whole first. team. Oh, then yeah. Then yeah. Trey Young, mm-hmm. Kevin, Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. Harden, and then Beal. Harden, Beal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jalen so, yeah. Brown has to be on there. I have Jalen Brown, but I didn't know if you were going to guarantee you'd put him on there. Jalen Brown's starting. I know oh, how much I, you oh hate Jalen Brown, so I don't I don't know. What are you even talking about? You know I love Jalen Brown. <laughs> okay. How no. about we go with our starters first? I didn't, starters I, for the East. I just picked the whole team, so I didn't I didn't separate it. But I, I can do it now. Yeah, why so, don't you? So how about yeah, you you go first and I'll 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 have it by the time you finish. All right, coward. I, I have uh Jalen Brown, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Giannis, and then Embiid. I don't think Kyrie can be a starter. I think he kinda has to be. He's been incredible this year. His not his face. He's kind of trimmed his his beard and it looks really ugly. Kyrie is a very ugly, like a ferret human being. I don't know how that applies, and I also disagree. Um, I'm gonna but put, pop off king. Okay, I'm gonna put Embiid as a starter. I'm gonna put Durant, to Durant as a starter. 
I think I want to put Beal as a starter because I I like Bradley Beal. Um, I don't know. I just he he doesn't contribute to winning as much as the other two guards I have here. Yeah, I don't, I don't, maybe I don't think it's his fault though. I think he's he's doing literally every single thing that he can do to win, and his team's just not that good. So, and he's he's averaging what like thirty three points a game. So, you can start like like Trey Young started last year for the Hawks. So, if he can start, then why not why not Beal? And then I guess I'll just copy you and do Jalen Brown. And then what? I think I'm gonna put Trey Young over over Kyrie to start. What? Okay, Dylan, Dylan, you can you can put Trey Young on the team, but okay. So your your two guards that you're starting is Jalen Brown and Bradley Beal. No, Trey Young and and Brown. And no, Trey Young and Beal. So you're putting both of those guys over Jalen Brown, James oh. Harden, and Kyrie Irving. Oh no! Wait, I think I no. I picked six starters. Wait. Yeah. So yeah. I have Jalen Brown, James Harden, Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, Joel Embiid. I think you wait. You just picked four, and three of them were guards. No, Durant and Brown are forwards. Jalen Brown's okay. a forward. Because can it, be a forward, yeah. Okay. It's usually, like Kemba and Marcus Smart as the guards. I think Jalen Brown can go either or on that one. And then guards are Young and Harden, and then center is Embiid. It's kind of weird to have Giannis not as a starter, but I mean, I have Giannis as a starter. No. Wait, so who do you not? You don't have Harden as a starter. I don't. No, I have Jalen Brown, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Joel Embiid. So yeah, if I have, if I have, uh, so no, Jalen Brown is not a starter for me. Giannis is, but then, so you have Brown over Harden. That that's a pretty big move. Yeah, well, I think Brown has played consistently at an elite level the whole season, whereas James Harden had that whole stint in Houston where he wasn't playing very well, and he's had to readjust to the Nets thing, but he just hasn't had the ball as much. He's been leading the league in assists, and he's been really elite there. But I, yeah, I would his, his I passing think Jalen Brown has had a better season. All right. Well, I mean, James Harden, when he got traded to Brooklyn, he has been 10 times more fun to watch now that he isn't dominating the ball. Like he was in Houston. Like him and Durant. Like if there was no Kyrie on that team, I think I'd root for that team actually, instead of hating them. But all right, so you have Chris Middleton on the team. Yeah, he's like the last spot. Okay, I have him too. Do you have Tatum on the team, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, me too. Do you have Kyrie on the team? Yes, because you have him as starter, so I have him. Okay, now there's two left. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna give the candidates that I have for these last two spots. And I mean, that we have ten guys so far, two left. Here are the guys that that I have that could could potentially be left: Ben Simmons, Zach Levine, Bam Adebayo, Gordon Hayward, Julius Randle, uh, Demonte Sabonis, and Malcolm Brogdon. So how can how can we do this for the maximum amount of suspense? I mean, I don't know. I I have the two. Uh, I have my two picks. I I know I know who I want on this team. Is it in those those? Is it? It's in that group. Both right? of them are in that. Yeah, me too. Obviously, because I read off my list. But uh, all right. So how about Gordon Hayward? Yes or no? Nope. Me neither. 
Bam? Yep. I do not have Bam in. On he the has to be there. He has. He's been so good. I know, but like I don't know. This is why it was tough. Like I don't know who who I should leave off because everybody I think deserves to make the team. That's fair. And then I you probably have Ben Simmons, right? Nope. Oh really? Me neither. I was thinking you definitely would have had him on the team. Nope. So Zach Levine. No, I I I'm just gonna say who I have at this point. <laughs> well, yeah, it's only there's only three guys left. <laughs> I have Demontis Sabonis. Okay, I had Sabonis, and then I had Brogdon over Bam. Interesting. I I think Bam has to be there. I think he's been elite. I think he's still a top 20 player in the league, top 25. Um, but I mean, I, I wouldn't fault you for putting Brogdon over because he's been an elite piece on a really high Steve team. Yeah, I think like, I mean, the Heat, it's not like the Pacers have that much better of a record than the Heat do because the Pacers have, have gotten back to 500 now and the Heat are slowly climbing back up to 500. But I don't know. I just I just had to use the record as a tiebreaker because like, like obviously I love Bam. I have him on, I have him on my fantasy team, but. I think Brogdon has been incredible also. So I just, I got to pick one. It was kind of like a coin flip. Fair. And I think Hayward, Hayward deserves it. And then so does Julius Randle. So does Ben Simmons. So does Zach Levine. They've been having all awesome seasons, but like the East, surprisingly. Colin Sexton too. Yeah, he's he's been, he's been the best player on that team by a pretty significant margin. But like the East has, the East has like surprisingly has like a ton of good players on it in it yeah they've been so good i i also not sure if you said vooch but vooch should be there no the magic suck he's been the only good piece him and uh they they like signed frank mason the other day and he's starting for them already so (laughs) yeah because he's the only player who isn't injured who's quality so cole anthony's hurt um I don't think he's hurt. It's just like um, he's still like young, but he because oh, okay. he, he he was starting for them for a little while, and I guess he's not anymore. Yeah, their whole roster has just been messed up. Yeah, yeah. All right, on to the West. Yeah, so the West I found a lot easier. Let me try to get my starters. So LeBron's a starter. Hmm. Uh, Kawhi's a starter. Mm-hmm. Jokic is a starter, of course. Curry is a starter, so that, that, that like those four are easy. Yeah, and then, who, and then the fifth guy's got to be a guard. Uh-huh. So uh, Luca. There are two options. I I would say Dame. I think it's Luca or Miller. Yeah, I think it has to be. It's one of those two, but I think it has to be Dame, just because even with uh, McCollum and Nurkic going out, and everyone else, and Zach Collins as well. He's still been playing at an elite level. I mean, Gary Trent hasn't been starting games. Um, Carmelo Anthony has had to start some games. Rodney Hood is like their games. only center. Exactly, and they're still the fifth seed in the in the West. Whereas Luca, yeah, the team's been injured a lot, uh, and he's still put up great numbers. But it's just if, if you're just comparing those two players, Dame has helped his team win more. So I, I have to give it to him. Yeah. That's fair, but I'm just gonna pick Luca because that's just the first name I saw instead of Lillard, so I can't can't go back now. But yeah, Lillard's on the team, and then Paul George's on the team, right? 
Mm-hmm. Has to be. Donovan Mitchell and Gobert on the team. Yeah. God, you got to give the Jazz both guys for how good they've been. Of course. AD's on the team. Has to be. And then now, similar to the East, I think we have we now have five guys for two spots. We have De'Aaron Fox, DeMar DeRozan, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and SGA. Do you have anybody different in the last two spots? Um, no, it has to be, it has to be some of those guys. Okay. So I'll just say I think if I Christian have. Wood didn't go down, he would, he would have an argument. Yeah, probably. I had, I put Fox and DeRozan in there because those are my, those are my two favorite players out of the, out of those five people. But I, I would see that one of the sons probably should make it. Yeah, my, my rationale was the same. My result was a bit different. I had Devin Booker and De'Aaron Fox. It would it would be awesome if Fox made it. Yeah, he he's he's been great. I love De'Aaron Fox. But um like this it's it's been kind of weird with the Suns because Devin Booker has has his numbers wise, he's has been down obviously because like Chris Paul comes to the team, you're not gonna have as many shots. But you're also going to probably be more efficient in the shots that you do take. It's going to be a better team. But like, it isn't like Chris Paul or Booker are putting up huge seasons on their own. But but mm-hmm. together they've morphed like like transformers to become this like mega backcourt of good like like a good team. But in terms of like their actual individual numbers, it hasn't been as great as you might think. They've been really good. They they shut down the Suns. They they had they did a really good job. They they just continued to score over and over again. It was really impressive. And then, but then, like like in the same kind of thread, like DeRozan has helped the Spurs win a lot. He's been their best player. With it wasn't like Aldridge was great, but he went out. And and Dejounte Murray too deserves some credit for the Spurs. He's been he's had some unbelievable games. But uh, DeRozan is like there, like he's averaging like twenty three five and five or something like that. It's pretty, he's he's paved, he's having a really nice nice season too. Yeah, I don't know. I just I have to put Booker and Fox over. I just like them too much. Yeah, that's true. All right, so we got our All Stars, we got our awards. Anything else to really on the table? I have my All NBA teams. If you want to react slash and give your critique of them sure, I'll, I'll, and then I'll, i think we can wrap up i will i will keep my ears open all right all nba first team i have to go curry dame braun Kawhi, and bead okay i would have lebron off but whatever how how, how do you have lebron off that list he's best player on the best team in the league. I wouldn't I wouldn't have him off. I was just saying that. Okay. I, I was I, I knew I knew that's what you were doing. I had to call you out. All right. I was, trying, team, I was trying to think of an excuse but I just I had to I had to fold. Second team, Luca this one's really tough. I wanna put in Jalen Brown, but I think Donovan Mitchell deserves to be here. I will say Donovan Mitchell has not been like it isn't like they've been that good like solely because of him or even like it's yeah, been the, it's it, been the whole team. He's been really good. It's just the whole team has been something. So I but, yeah I don't know. I think and the Celtics have been really reliant on Jalen Brown. So I think I'm gonna put him in second. 
like I, I do have to. Donovan Mitchell in fantasy. He's had some clunkers. Like he's had some like eight points on three of fifteen shooting games. He has not been spectacular. I think for the Jazz, it's just been their overall shooting and their overall defense. It's been more like Bogdanovich, Ingles, probably Royce O'Neal's having a good season, Gobert, Conley, and like Mitchell is their best player, but it's more of like communism. Like they're all they're all contributing to the whole unit. That's fair. So Luca Brown, then KD. Giannis and Jokic for my second team. Okay. And then third team, I have Harden, Mitchell, Tatum, Paul George, and Rudy Gobert. It would be awesome to have Tatum and Brown both make an all-NBA team. That'd be cool. Yeah, I I mean, that would be just a great season for Celtics fans. So who did you leave off? Kyrie should Kyrie I really wanted to be there but I think Mitchell's been playing too well like he, he has to kick him out just because the Jazz have been too good um if we're looking at our starting teams everyone on the starters made the list the best player that didn't make an NBA team is Anthony Davis yeah it's kind of weird to leave and, him off and Bradley Beal but he doesn't have a spot either I mean, yeah, I think when you get to all NBA, you gotta you gotta factor more of winning and then like an all star all star nod. Yeah, it's just A D has not been A D. He's been um injured a bit. So he hasn't been hundred percent. So all these forwards deserve to be there over him. It's just insane how loaded the league is right now. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the standings, how many teams do you think are just like in a god awful position? Or even like 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 I think every team in the league, maybe like maybe even all thirty, have hope for the future. Who who does not like? I guess Orlando has no Detroit. hope for the future. Well, at least the Pistons, like Jeremy Grant, is not. It's not like he's going to be a, like a superstar in the league. Like, he's not going to be the best player on the final scene, but he's okay. Mm-hmm. I think the, for the, the thing for the Pistons is that Blake Griffin, like he just he just means nothing anymore to to, to, to like yeah. any sort he of. He hasn't dunked since twenty nineteen. But like they uh like Dennis Smith Jr. I mean probably he's not a huge factor. He could be something, but he's on the roster. I don't know. I'd say even the Wizards have some good young pieces. And hopefully once they finally trade Beal, it'll be something. Um Detroit's outside Killian Hayes hasn't looked very good. So um, I guess I guess the Pistons could be going after Cade Cunningham. Yeah, the Timberwolves, I don't like, know. If you're if you're Minnesota. I mean, Towns, it's not like Towns would, would transform me from a 6-19 and 19 team into, like, a playoff team. But, I mean, yeah. at least getting him on the floor would be nice. Because, like, if you're Minnesota... Are you, he came back last night. Minnesota? Oh, he did? Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. But uh, Minnesota, it's not like... Like, Minnesota does not want to tank right now. They already have guys... They have, they have like, Jared Culver, who was, like, the, the top their lottery pick a few years ago. They have Anthony Edwards, so they just draft the number one. Minnesota does not want to bring in another, like, top pick into the mix and have to keep developing over and over. Like, they have Russell, they have Towns, they have Edwards, they have Culver. They, they already have enough on their plate to kind of, like, push for a playoff spot. It's just about getting them all playing well together and, like, even playing together, period, on the, on the court at the same time. Yeah, I, I even then, I don't know. Anthony Edwards hasn't looked promising. D'Angelo Russell is honestly like, I would take Lamelo Ball right now over him. Cat, um, I like, but they just the front office has yet to show that they can make a competent move. Yeah, so it's almost like like 
trade towns if you want to if you want to be bad because if you if you like if you, have, if you have towns and russell and edwards and like a couple other pieces you should not be trying to to lose games but i i do i do not appreciate that slander on anthony edwards considering i just picked him up in fantasy he's putting up some some pretty big numbers so i, I would appreciate if you would take that back my bad i'm sorry i'm sorry he's, i just I, I will be honest, I haven't watched a lot of Timberwolves games, but I haven't heard a lot of positive things about him. Well, he had 20 points and then 22 points and then 11 points last night. So last three games hasn't been absolutely terrible. Because <laughs> he, he's starting now for them. So It is, it is um, really nice that there are a lot of teams this year that have some semblance of positivity in the future, whereas a lot of teams didn't before. Yeah, so... One more thing I want to do. So if you look, if you look at the top eight in the standings right now, who do you th- do you think those playoff teams are going to change? Do you think they're going to you think they're going to stay the same? If you have six like Sixers, Bucks, Nets, Celtics, Pacers are top five. Those all those teams are all going to make it. But then Toronto, Charlotte, Atlanta. Do you think who do you think has the highest likelihood of, out of those teams to drop out? To like, well, I guess it doesn't really matter that much because the play-in tournament. Yeah. But like, out of the Heat, Knicks, Bulls, Cavaliers, Magic, Wizards, Pistons, who in that bottom seven do you think could could vault into the top eight? With that bottom seven, do I think could vault in the top eight? <sighs> Miami, I think. Miami so, has to be the number one because Miami's climbing. The Knicks. Yeah. The Knicks with, with that Derrick Rose move kind of been have been trying to get better, but uh, I don't know. And then, but then like Bulls, Cavaliers, Magic, Wizards, Pistons. I think all those teams aren't good enough to to compete. And then, I think Toronto has been, has been playing better, so they're probably going to be like getting back into the mix. And then Charlotte has been has been good, and Atlanta Atlanta has, has been dealing with some injury issues as well, but uh, still still a pretty solid team, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Atlanta. Atlanta's been getting better with um, Trey Young's been on the on the uptick. It's still not the most fun to watch with all the foul drawing, but that's a separate thing. Uh, there, are, both conferences are going to have a battle for the playoffs, and I'm really happy about that because it means less tanking. Yeah, because in the West, right now, as it stands today, Memphis, Sacramento. And the Mavericks, they're all out of the playoffs. But even if you look at the teams who are in it, the Warriors, Nuggets, Spurs, Trailblazers, Suns, Clippers, Lakers, Jazz, all those teams are good too. So, like, who's going to fall out and who's going to stay in? I don't know. It's going to be hectic. It definitely will be hectic, which means a very fun NBA season to me. Yes. Like, every night is going to have playoff implications if, like, 25 out of the 30 teams or even more than that are going to be going for a spot. Mm-hmm. So 100%. like every night you're gonna have playoff caliber teams going against each other. Like it's uh, uh, like the league right now is like in the best case scenario it could be, which sucks because like all of the stuff around it is the worst case scenario. Like imagine yeah. if we had fans at all these games. I know. It'd be awesome. And there's just so much young talent in the league that I think it's really promising for looking forward in the upcoming seasons. Yeah, and then hopefully. Hopefully we get some fans to the playoffs. I don't know. I mean, it's impossible to predict, but. That's, right. that's the hope. 
I think we got everything covered. Yeah. It's good to talk basketball again. School's really uh, hit us like a truck. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I mean, every every time at the beginning of the semester, kind of like you kind of like culture shocks you for a second. You got to like all this information at once. But then, then as the semester goes on, you just put off all the assignments. You do them at the last second. And then you yeah, just exactly. find, find time for basketball every night instead. You have to. It's the only thing to do. All right. So I guess that'll do it for now. Hopefully when we get back next time, Hannah will be back with us. And uh, I mean, hopefully it won't be another like two, three weeks before we record again, but you never know with all the schedules flying around. So we'll just have to take it day by day, minute by minute, by minute and second by second and see what happens. But yeah, I'll do it for this, for this one.